Are you not satisfied with your life? Do you never feel fulfilled or maybe barely ever feel fulfilled? Like maybe life just isn't good enough. Well, you're in luck because today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to feel fulfilled. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Randy. That's Danny. What's going on, Danny? What's up, Randy? Danny, ballpark number, like percentage wise. <laughs> okay. How, what percent of the time would you say you feel fulfilled? Ugh. God, that's hard. Ballparking it? Ballpark. I'm being you know, somewhere was... between zero and a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. 150. Yeah. <laughs> I think like I mean, I would love to say like more than 50, but probably realistically, probably not. You know, yeah. like I have days where I feel really fulfilled. But like, you know, and I think it's it's hard though, because it's like a lot of times, you know, you have those moments or you get depressed or whatever, and it just all goes away instantly. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I was going to say like 30 to 40. And <laughs> and when it happens, I'm always like so taken aback by it. I'm like, oh boy, enjoy this. <laughs> Things are going well. Too often. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. hard too. And it's like as soon as you get outside, you know, your own, I don't know, you get out of your head and it's a mess. Or you get in your head, I guess, and it's a mess. Yeah, it's yeah. tough. Yeah, so since we're batting such a high average, we're going to go ahead and share <laughs> with you a few tips on how to feel hey. fulfilled. <laughs> Uh, I'll go first. Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, I actually read about this one today. I was rereading this book, How to Be an Imperfectionist. Good book by Stephen Guys, the same guy who did the Mini Habits book. I think we talk about that sometime. Oh, yeah. Making habits so small, you can't miss them. So he was saying this is like one of the golden rules of life is just do your best and don't care about the results. And I was like, that is really good. It reminded me of something that John Wooden once said, where he's like, you know, he never told his winners to about winning or losing he just said but every day play the best you can and if you do at the end of the season you'll probably end up really enjoying what you've done so far and yeah so you just do your best and don't really care about the results because most of us get stuck on these results like we're not fulfilled because life didn't meet our extravagant expectations yeah you know it's really good too because like it's like we're set up so we're everything's set up for us to just focus on results, you know, like school grades, you know, type of job income, all these things that are like measures of success that are all result oriented rather than like how well you did, how well you're doing, you know, whether you did your best, all these things about you. And I like that because it flips it onto like, you know, doing your best. We're like, yeah, if you do a, you know, if you take the sports analogy, if you do a season like that, you'll be happy with yourself because you went out and did your best every day. It doesn't matter. Like, your best might not be first place, but you know, you might have done better than you did last season or something. And that's great. When you look at it compared to yourself, not, you know, some arbitrary result that you're setting for yourself. Yeah. I heard it. I heard it on another thing where it's like, think about one year from now, five years from now, are you doing today what you want done in that time period? And if you are, then you're already a success. So stop worrying about the outcomes of it. And I got to remind myself of that all the time because I literally like do my best every day and I still get so hard on myself because it's I didn't get all of it. I didn't learn the whole entire book in one day. <laughs> and the worst is, too, when you do that, too, at least for myself, when I do that, like that throws me off really bad, too, because then I start getting like you, know, you get negative about everything. It's never going to happen, blah, blah, blah. And then it just ruins, you know, any kind of doing your best in the first place. So, yeah, that's a really good one. My first one how to feel fulfilled is limit your desires and wants. I think this is like I, something that I think I got better at as I got older and I feel much better now. Like I used to like, you know, especially I like think of like, you know, consumerism, right? You're always looking at new products, new things coming out, this next thing. And like, 
trying to keep up with one really like if you really look at the things half of them aren't that different doesn't matter and is it meeting like your actual needs like what you actually need so start thinking instead of like looking at the world outside and what's being offered think about like what do i actually need and limit strip it down to just that because anything else is unnecessary or it won't be useful or you're not going to use it and it's like you know it makes you feel better because you're not stressed about all this other stuff that you're not even gonna you know it's like funny you know a good example of that would be like um, I see so many kids like come to school with these like four thousand dollar computers. It's like you're not using that. You're not using. You're not doing graphic design. You're not even playing games really that are significant. Like you know, you're not using the technology ball. So why did you get that? Yeah, because because I took out debt to get it. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, right? I got a loan. They said free it was money. a grant. <laughs> yeah, but that's a great one. Limiting your desires because I mean the truth of it is, if you have food, clothing, and shelter, you're good. But I heard it said in the book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, where like after World War II, the military industrial complex, they needed to convince people that they had desires and stuff to get them to buy so that they could keep the job market going. And because of that, they just started convincing people that you need to buy stuff to feel this way. I caught myself doing this today where I was about to like impulse buy some books because I was disappointed with myself that i wasn't learning fast enough so i was like oh if i buy these books then i'll learn and i'm like hang on stop yeah (laughs) yeah yeah we all do it though and it's hard and you know it's funny though because that is really what happened because they had that whole period before the war and during it where like everybody was giving stuff up right and so like you had this like habit built of you know giving up because you know there was a real need and now Mm -hmm. you need to excessively buy and that's where we are now (laughs) and just excess yeah right so my next one uh this is actually comes from that book, Reframe Your Brain, by the creator of Dilbert. Uh, oh, nice. He talked about, I mean, he kind of started out with like a morbid tune about it. He's like, if you're contemplating suicide, use that to your advantage. Because <laughs> considering you're already dead, everything from here on out is a gift. But That's it's kind true. of also like Marcus Aurelius talks about contemplating your death all the time. But it does it does make a lot of sense because you can kind of reframe it. We're like, okay, I'm already dead. Like I was actually just watching Band of Brothers again, and the, one of the guys was oh, saying yeah. in there, he's like, "Yeah, the key is just you're already dead, so stop worrying about everything." But like, it's true, we're all already dead. So like, literally every day and everything and every day is a gift, and just trying to remember you remember that. Yeah, this is a good one. And it's like reframing is so important, I think, for feeling fulfilled because it's all about how we look at the world, how we interpret it, and the meaning we see in it, and. Yeah, thinking about your own death and reminding yourself that this is a bonus or like it also helps, I think, add some importance to the choices you make for yourself. That like it's for you. It's not like if I only have this much time, I'm not going to waste it on these other people or these other things that I don't even want. So, yeah, I think that's a really good one. Mm-hmm. You know, smart people have said it. Uh-huh. <laughs> My next one, which is what I'm constantly working on, is be present. I think this is really important, too, because like I think I feel my most fulfilled when I'm doing things I'm really interested in. I'm there. I'm like enjoying my time. Think of like time you spend with your friends. It is really like great because you're like really having a conversation or something. Like you're actually there and present. And like most of the time, I think we're so distracted by stuff, by work, by technology, by our stresses that like we're not actually really enjoying our lives. And if you're present, you're there, you just feel more fulfilled. You feel like you're living actually instead of like running after stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh I I mean, for me, like feeling fulfilled is actually a feeling that I feel in the present moment. Yeah. You know, it's kind of <laughs> like, ah, this is good. But it's like that never exists when I'm worried about the future or, 
you know, angry about the past or whatever. Well, it's like when you're goal oriented too, it's like you're only focused on goals. Like you think you'll feel fulfilled when you get it, but then you just worry about the next one because that's never enough. Mm -hmm. So you're never really appreciating anything either. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my last one for how to feel fulfilled is stop pushing away negative thoughts and feelings. So I read this the other day where like depressed people are the people who are most focused on pushing away negative feelings. And it's like, that's really interesting because I know when I was suffering from depression, yeah, I was trying to push away these negative feelings. And then, you know, realizing that and being like, okay, well, negative feelings come up. So just that's okay. They can come up, they come, they go. I don't need to push them away. It's just part of life. And so if you could stop trying to push them away, because whatever you resist persists. And so like, if you're pushing them away, they're just going to stay there. But if you just kind of like laugh about them, be like, oh, here they come again and whatever, then they come and go. And uh, it gives you the opportunity to feel fulfilled. That is true, though, because I know it's like when I when I was depressed, too, I felt the same way. Like you're always pushing stuff. You're always trying to get away from it or distracting yourself. Other means, you know, however you have to, you're trying to run away from it. And like that was one thing that helped me too is remind myself it's just like bad days happen. They always do. It doesn't mean that things are going poorly. Like we have this idea that like being fulfilled or being happy means like every day's got to be good. And it's like, that's an impossible bar. It just doesn't happen. Nobody lives that way. Everybody has bad days. And so it's fine. Just let them in and know that they'll go away. You know, if you, and the fact they go away faster too, if you do actually acknowledge them and embrace them rather than <laughs> trying to hide from them, push them away or just, you know, deny them. I like that one. My last one is make time for yourself, especially to be bored. I don't know. I think this is important because like we don't spend a lot of time bored anymore. And I noticed like for myself, like it's like a great time to like one, do things that you just feel like doing for the hell of it without any motivation for anything beyond the action, you know, or just like reflecting on your life, just time to think and just to realize like what you have. I think, you know, having time for yourself is like crucial and none of us really give ourselves that time. So trying to schedule that in is important. Yeah, absolutely. Because boredom lets your mind kind of take care of things that aren't immediately pressing. And when you go from like one emergency to another emergency, and then in your downtime, all you do is scroll through social media, it doesn't give you much of a time to decompress. Well, you know, it's funny, too. It's like uh, all like a lot of great things. I think Einstein said, too, like they always, you know, solve problems in the shower and stuff. And it's like Mm -hmm. when you're bored too, your brain processes, like I noticed that so much of myself, like I'll have a problem and then like... (laughs) I'll stop doing what I'm doing. And then like an hour later, like the solution's just there. It's like, I didn't even need to think of it because like you processed mm-hmm. it still in the background. It's awesome. Yeah. There's <laughs> nothing special about the shower. It's just having a little bit of boredom. Yeah. It's your time <laughs> to actually like think. Yeah. You give your brain a rest. Yeah. yeah. So there you have it. Nice and simple. A few quick tips for how to feel fulfilled, especially if maybe your life isn't fulfilling at the moment. So That is all for this episode of the Existential Stoic Podcast. If you did enjoy, make sure to like, share, subscribe. Also, if you could leave a review on Apple Reviews, particularly a good one, it helps out so much. Uh, This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Randy. That's Danny. I'll see you later, Danny. Hey, Randy.